Broadcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast, your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews, with your host, TJ Bowser and Grandmaster Ziad. Welcome to episode 12 of the Dubac Discussion Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser. Grandmaster Ziad here and ready to go. Today is April 18th, 2018, and we are how many days away from Han Solo? That, I believe, my dear, 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 dear friend, <laughs> 37 days as of today. Wowzer, that is excellent. Uh, Almost a month. So, uh, we got a lot to cover today, do we not? Oh, we do, we do. I mean, that's never a bad thing. We have had some changes at the Dubac Discussion Network recently. Uh, Logan LeVague has left us. Jordan White has been starting his own podcast called Tatooine Talk, which you guys can expect sometime in May. Stay tuned. It'll be really awesome. On our episodes of the Dubac Discussion, we will have some of our writers join, uh, pro- probably Joel or Myth. And, well, Joel, you might know him as Myth. And also Tim Keegan, as we know, you guys might know him as Gold Leader. Uh, yeah. So, how have things been with you, Muhammad? Things have been great. Unfortunately, you know, I couldn't join you at the uh, convention, yes. but uh, very jealous of everything that you picked up. How how to go there? It went really good. I made a lot of network connections there, and uh, I was able to talk to the Five O First Legion and get our name out there a little bit. Uh, I was invited to join a podcast. Um, one of the 501st Legion members uh, runs a podcast, and I was invited to join along on one of theirs, so I'm going to take them up on that offer. Uh, I picked up a uh, DL-44 blaster from Empire Strikes Back, which I'm currently repainting, because whoever painted that thing was a complete idiot. Is it heavy? Is it light? Is it like a toy? It's it's, it's pretty heavy. It's I think it's a replica gun that they used, well, that they bought, and then they just 3D printed the parts and then glued them on there. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty good. I mean, I've seen pictures of it, and it looks really legit. I am jealous. <laughs> It'll be done probably by the time the solo movie's out. Uh, I picked up a Black Series Jabba. Uh it's. Excellent. I don't even know they made those. I didn't either. Uh, it's a six-inch scale. I also picked up a Black Series Phasma for fifteen dollars. A Jana Solo. Uh, a Jana Solo Black Series for twenty dollars, and I got three pieces of art. Uh, what else? So you went all out, dude. You I just did. took advantage. It's still CityCon was excellent for us. Uh, yeah. Next August we'll be there. The all of Dubac will be there. We'll have you down there, Tim down there. We'll all be manning the helms for such a big event for us. It'll be our first Comic Con where we're actually making a presence. We'll be selling T-shirts. We'll be showing off a little bit of our content and hopefully raising money to get that old fan film on the way. You know. Oh, for sure, for sure. Lots of great stuff coming. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we just recently redesigned the Dubac Discussion uh, Network uh, website, the DubacDiscussion.net. It is new and improved. We have a new fan film section where we uh, kind of <sighs> review 
fan films. We're going to start rating them. And then at the end of the year, we're going to have the, the first annual Dubak Fan Film Awards hosted by Joel Myth Storm. Yeah, he's done a fantastic job as digging them up, doing great critiques, as well as, you know, praising them for what they do good. Hopefully, we can be a real presence in the fan film community. That's our aim, is just to be as big as we possibly can within this community, because when it comes down to it, the Star Wars fans are also our fans, and our fans, well, fuck, we wouldn't exist if we didn't have any fans, you know? (laughs) Yeah, we're fans too at the end of the day. Absolutely. Hashtag not my Star Wars. (laughs) 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 Oh, no. Uh, So... We got some. Uh, what do we got to talk about today? We have some. Oh, the well, new they released update. Ewok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Night on Endor update. They're calling it. Is that what they're calling that it? That is. Well, um, we got a little bit more so, than that. Yeah, I, I was expecting the skins to be honest, and I'm disappointed that they still haven't uh, released it yet. We have I mean, skins, and they released them. Yeah, if you go on PlayStation, they have like Ewok. Uh, I mean, Endor Leia, Endor, Endor Han, hooded Yoda. All that stuff. What? Where do you find that? Just go to your thing. Go to the characters. Characters, and then like uh, all the classes have new uh, skins for them. Like you can be a, like a Rodian or a Weequay and stuff like that. Oh, that's awesome! I'll <laughs> check it out immediately after this. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, also, you can be uh, like some of the more stranger uh, Rebel Alliance uh, species and stuff like that. Uh, the Quarren. I think you can be a Quarren. Oh. Uh, heavy Do they have heavy. a Twi'lek? Yeah, uh, only for specialists. Oh, man. They also have... I hate the specialists. Uh, they also have the species that Ponda Baba is. I have no idea what that is. The guy that got his arm cut off in A New Hope. Oh. Yeah, whatever species huh. he is. And then they also have the Doros, the guy with the big eyes. Oh, okay. It, it can be that also. Uh, they have Rodian for a lot of the classes also. It's, Sweet. It's a really Rodian's nice, my favorite. I like the update. Ewok Hunt hit or miss we i did a stream earlier called night of the ewok <laughs> these movie yeah. references are strong uh i have mixed feelings about the ewok hunt yeah i it, mean it's, it's kind of scary sometimes I'm not yeah it's lie. almost like a thriller thing <laughs> that doesn't last very long and i have a personally i have a lot lot more fun playing as the ewoks yeah than like walking blind as the uh Stormtrooper. For those of you that don't know, basically the, the game starts off with there's two Ewoks and then a whole bunch of Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers, two Ewoks. Yeah, yeah. And you basically just have a flashlight and a gun. <laughs> the Ewoks can see everything. If you're a Stormtrooper, you basically uh, can't see shit. <laughs> um, and every time one of the Stormtrooper dies, you become an Ewok. And you have to survive an X amount of time until the... Uh the Lambda class shuttle arrives, which I believe that's what it's called, and you have to abort it, and then the game's over. Uh, but if you all die, then you then the Ewoks win, and the Ewoks have a clear advantage over the fucking. Storm. Oh, very clear. They can see everything. They have cooler weapons. They got a spear. They got a buff. I mean, the the horn buff works amazing. If you hit it right before you attack someone, it works really good. But the one thing yeah. that I did notice that people are gravitating towards is the cave, is the lighted cave that people will put themselves up against the wall, and uh, that way they have. At least one of their their backs covered, and they can see the whole way around. The only problem with that is, is they'll throw those wispies, and, yeah. <laughs> and then you'll get on fire. Those wispies! <laughs> I got a tri- quadruple kill with those today. Did you? Jeez! 
Yeah, man. You just gotta like throw them from the top of the, the top of the trees. Oh, excellent. Yeah, it's, a, it's I mean it's a cool game type, but it's not that it's it's more frustrating than it is anything. Yeah, I think they might have to adjust it a little bit, make it longer or anything. Maybe make it a little bit lighter for uh the stormtroopers. Yeah, it reminds you of those games where you're just like zombie hunting. Right? See, that's what they said is that they want to compare it to an infected mode, but I, I you really can't com- like compare something like that to an infected mode whenever uh you're hunting furry fucking animals in the middle of the woods. <laughs> fierce. They are fucking fierce. Animals. Those teddy bears are fierce. <laughs> That's for sure, Mo. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, it's, it looks like a good update. I mean, this is how the game should have released. Let's be honest here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know why they waited so long. I feel it's it's EA, and this is what we're going to have to learn to expect from EA. Yeah. And the whole dice thing. But anyway, uh, Mark Hamill, yeah, Mark Hamill, you know, Marky Mark, uh, Luke Skywalker, you might know him, you might not. Uh, Returning to Star Wars after Carrie Fisher's death, he talked a little bit about it. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, he seems really ambivalent about it. He, He quotes, her death really has tarnished my ability to enjoy the franchise to its fullest. You were asking earlier, are you going to come back? I don't care anymore on that level because Han Solo is gone. Luke is gone. You can just get that band back to you can't just get that band back together the way you wanted it to be, and it shouldn't be that way. It is what it is. Rather than being sorry that we can't have more of her, I'm just grateful that we had the time with her that we did. And I think that's the best way anyone could have ever said something about right. that topic. For sure. I mean, it's a bit of nostalgia and acceptance. I think he's gone through all the stages of grief at this point. When you lose someone that was that important to you, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna affect you, and it's clearly affected Mark, in like the worst way, you know. That's me. I mean, we as we know, Mark is a kind of very open, dare I say, sensitive type of guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. We all miss. He also him. had some. O- what was that? No, I'm saying he had some other things to say. Oh, okay. You go. Take, take that, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Mark Hamill talks about the, you know, if you remember the broom boy from the last scene in The Last Jedi. Yes. Talks about Snoke a little bit. He has bit. a name. He has a name. Do I have to pull out the old encyclopedia? Yes, please. Okay. Because I just know him as broom boy. Let's see here. Uh, I'll keep talking while I find broom boy's name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so after Star Wars, The Last Jedi fundamentally changed the course of the franchise going forward. Mark Hamill has been a chatterbox about the things he likes about the movie and the parts he had more reservations about. He, and he had an interview with Games Radar where Hamill expresses fondness toward the epilogue with the Force-sensitive stable boy, who as for now will remain unnamed. And he also clarifies some details on some earlier comments he made regarding whether or not he'll return for Star Wars Episode Nine. And what surprised him about Supreme Leader Snoke? Uh, Brimboy's name is Tamiri Blag. See, how are we supposed to know that? (laughs) You know, what's funny is the actor's name is Tamirlin Blav. Like, (laughs) there's nothing to indicate that's that's his name. Not in the movie. They have names for the kids, too. The girl is Arishel Sar, and the other little boy is Onihozaya. 
Well, I guess that that speaks towards how well done Star Wars is. Is they give. Do we have an article everything. talking about the new character, the Therm Scissor Punch? The the who? Therm Scissor Punch. No, I haven't heard it. <laughs> that weird looking fucker from the Solo trailer, the dude with the like tentacles hanging out of his mouth. That his name is Therm Scissor Punch. <laughs> scissor Punch. Therm huh. Scissor Punch. Eh. I don't know where they come up with this shit. Like seriously, I don't know, man. Pablo Hidalgo has some explaining to do. <laughs> he, does. he must have been looking through the Karma Sutra or something. Be like, you know what's a fucked up name? Scissor Punch. <laughs> right. Oh god. Anyway, so on Snoke. Yes, yeah, Snoke. Um, Hamill has this to say: "Quote, I relate to the fans because I'm a fan myself. I understand that they have a deep investment." A sense of ownership, because I do too. And the problem is, you just can't please everyone. I was surprised everyone was so upset that they got rid of Snoke. From Ryan's point of view, it was a big favorite for episode 8. Or, sorry, episode 9. Because he's not important. Right. It clears the deck to have the conflict between Kylo and Rey without him getting in the way and having to explain if he's a clone or if he's related to Palpatine and all that stuff. I really like that. I like this perspective and that Snoke is unimportant. Yeah, you might think he's cool. We might think that because of we've had Palpatine before that he has to have this whole backstory, has to have much more of a central role as the villain. But really, this points to the fact that the real villain is Kylo. That's right. And the real plot is between Kylo and Rey, not between Rey and Snoke. This is Rey's trilogy. This is not Luke. This is not Snoke's. This is Rey and Kylo's. (laughs) Absolutely. As we've talked before. Another thing that was said by Mark Hamill was, what I love particularly was, and that they didn't have to do this because the movie's over, all of a sudden, you cut out. You cut to the stable, and there's that little boy. He puts out his hand, and the broom comes to him. It's so subtle. The first time I saw it, I thought he just took it. But when you look, he puts his hand out, and it moves over to him, implying that, yeah, she, Rey, the last Jedi, until the next Jedi. It goes on. It'll go on forever. Believe me. Long after uh, both of us are gone, we'll be making these films for here and into eternity. And, and I don't think that's any overstatement with all the projects going on. What with Resistance, the live series, Ryan's new trilogy. We are getting gonna... so much Star Wars. Right. It's like exponentially. Hey, that just means we'll be li- we'll be around a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. He also says that he, um, there's, he says that there's a sense of closure with the way Luke's story is told and ended. Okay. So that's what, that's what? comforting. Comforting. You want to cover that a little bit? Luke himself. Do you want to cover that a little bit? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> he says, and you know, you have to start disconnecting from it emotionally, you know, it being Luke and his fate. The main thing that shocked me in Star Wars A Force Awakens was Han Solo is killed. I'll never get to work with Harrison again. Luke will never see Han again. Ah, oh, tears. That's what struck me. That was the first break. We lost a member of the band. And then what happened with Luke in The Last Jedi, I said, okay, that's the next link. When I was still thinking, I'll come back as a Force ghost. And then to lose Carrie in real life, I said, that's it. They say you can never go home again. And that for me was the real indication that it's time to move on. 
What a mature perspective. I I it's like Hamill more and more every day. Hey, he's got a star now. He, he's he's getting he's getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Long overdue. Long overdue. Uh so we get more mo- Thrawn. We get uh, Thrawn number three, huh? Yeah. Um, you want to talk about this? Oh, new I'll take a hold of that one. Of course. I got it brought up on two screens right now. Look at that cover art, by the way. Look That's at the beautiful. menacing eyes. Look at the tits on that one. Anyway, <laughs> spoilers ahead. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Anyway, Lothal two years ago. Look, I can't pronounce her name. How do you say her name, Mo? Uh, Arinda. Arinda. Here's the reality. Now that Price Mining has a like Governor Price. Oh, she's not a governor yet. Oh. Now that Price Mining has a Nunium vein, you need support protection. Governor Azadi can give that to you. We'll give you that protection, Uvis. Or do you mean take over? Mm. Yeah, you remember um, in the Thrawn novel, she got basically got robbed. Of her family's uh, mining, whatever it is, project yes, yes, business. So she was, is, is so our okay. So they Thrawn and her have known each other for a while. Yeah, they go way back. So, they met at a party. Yeah. So a cu- couple uh, panels down here, it says Thrawn says it was hardly single handed, Colonel. And Ensign Vanto is too modest about his and the other contr- contributions. Well, congratulations to you both. I presume you're here on Coruscant for commendation. Scrolling down. A shame, Miss Price, if you'd t- just taken back to him. And then a lot of this is all taken out of context. But this Thrawn comic book series is probably one of the best, the best to, sh- to, to come out of Marvel in a while. I mean, because we need as much exploration. Is, is he fighting a Bothan? I'm I'm not sure what a Bothan looks like, actually. Pretty sure it's a Bothan. <laughs> what do you yeah, mean right you don't right. know what a Bothan looks like? It looks like a dog creature with hooves. Yeah, yeah, a dog wolf. Dog wolf. Man. <laughs> what? Why doesn't Clearly, it's... Oh, my God. Do you see, like, the zoom-ins on his eye? Right? And, like, Menacing, man. And this little different. He, she might have bodyguards. Let's, let's Google that. Let's Google he, she. I mean, other than uh, Mr. Jenner, which we call him he, she also. Uh, he, she is a dog person. It looks like. Uh, Wikipedia. Wikipedia to the rescue. Nope. Female Tagorian. What the hell's a Tagorian? Oh, it's like a cat. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that was in the Thrawn novel, too, buddy. Oh. What's uh? Miss that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I can tell right now? This is one of our better podcasts. Yeah, for sure. This is this, this is going back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> right. Oh god. Uh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, it looks like we can finally put a face to that character, then, huh? Yeah. That's, it just kind of covers, you know, Thrawn's relationship with Price and Tarkin and all that stuff. And then at the end, it says issue four. And it's a picture of the Grand Moff Tarkin, Peter Cushing, sitting on a throne. And then Thrawn standing behind him with a ton of stormtroopers, which is how you say stormtroopers in French. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You kill me, man. Kill me, man. <laughs> yep, it's. 
if you guys like Thrawn, you like comics, and uh, you kind of like Marvel, hit up the Star Wars Thrawn comic book series. It is out now, and it is worth the pickup, my dudes. It is worth the pickup. Now, talking about The Last Jedi dominates DVD and Blu-ray sales. Wow, go figure. (laughs) One of the best-selling movies in theaters is now selling really good on Blu-ray. Go figure that correlation. Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, the second place best-selling Jumanji, it only sold 29% of the copies of what was sold from Episode 8. Jumanji's still in theaters in some places. Did you know that? Uh, no, I was unaware. It's easy, easy, easy. Uh, and they beat out Justice League, Thor. Yeah. I, I, I think a lot of people bought the Blu-ray version because they want to get them extra features. Yeah, for sure. That's what I was thinking exactly at. Uh, actually, the director and the Jedi, which, by the way, if no one has seen it, please <laughs> take a look. You will be pleased. Okay. Pleased. Uh, yeah. Uh, I heard the 4K versions litty as fuck. I heard, like, just the whole thing is just looks so awesome. Yeah, the deleted scenes are great. Yeah. Some of them are like, eh, why'd you it's put that in It's sold out on Amazon? Place? What? It's sold out on Amazon. Damn. That's awesome. Congrats okay. to Ryan Johnson. Right? Well, it could be selling for a good reason or a bad reason. I don't know. So the next article we have to talk about is, what do we got? The past, the- present, future of Marvel Star Wars. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it's the uh, the writer, Kieran Gillen talking about Han, Luke, and Leia from the Ashes of Jeddah to Mon Cala. If you don't know what Mon Cala is, it is the homeworld of Akbar himself, you know, Radis. R.I.P. Uh, Corrin live there, too, don't they? Yeah, they do. It's okay. like the aquatic planet. Yeah. So, we got a little bit of information going on here about this new comic book. Let me pop it up on the big screen. Okay, we got Kieran Gillen and Salvador La- LaRocca? LaRocca? I don't know. LaRocca. I, I, we're murdering these names. Uh, Hell, I, I can get your name right, but I can't pronounce these. That makes sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you do have the most common name of any person in the entire world. So. Yes, yes. Definitely but not a look common at the person. animation. Animation is oh, great. Oh yes, I love the these strips. Uh, our guest is here. We solemnly great grand, solemnly greet Grand Admiral, or Utaria. These names are getting ridiculous. Yeah. Of the Mon running Calibre. out of weird <laughs> things to say. <laughs> Did they have like a generator? <laughs> I, can't, I can't even <laughs> read half this shit. Please stop the droid. My title's purely ceremonial. Empty this yeah. is the Moff's world. I nod along in a, in public. In private, they ring better. Okay. Kieran Gillen says, The thing about Mon Cala is, in some ways, Tatooine is the definitive desert world in the Star Wars universe. So, I liken Mon Cala as the water world. We've seen under underwater. We've seen the compli- uh, complications with the Quarren in its own history. So what's the surface like? Thinking about the Pacific Ocean, there are coral reefs, just tiny bits of stuff above the surface. And what kind of my inspiration was for it, I think, like many people, I was watching Blue Planet 2 over Christmas. 
dope. As well as all this stuff was like, yeah, I'll have that, have that, have that. <laughs> I could have done an entire 50-issue series based around cool stuff like Akbar at the bottom of the ocean fighting various sea creatures. That would be that would make me very happy. See, that would be cool. And have you watched Blue Planet 2? That is an excellent <laughs> BBC series. No, I haven't, actually, but I'll have to check it out. I trust your taste. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I love it. I love uh, the underwater stuff. I love sea life. It's. I'd rather go to an, uh, an aquarium than go to a zoo any day. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the fishies. Why go see the, a tiger when you can see a tiger Nemo's. shark? <laughs> <laughs> See a Quarren swimming. Yeah, I'm really liking these Marvel Star Wars comics. Why, why are we covering so much Marvel Star Wars stuff these days? Ah. Well, it's because, actually, um, Kieran Gillen answers the question what exactly she's trying to do. Uh-huh. Um, and then she says that the Star Wars comics are period pieces almost, uh-huh. or historical novels. We know the start of the story, and we know the end. We know this bit of the history and then this bit of history. What is a logical thing that connects the two? So basically, the comics cover what happens in between the episodes. I mean, you know, the, the opening crawl always takes takes place way after what happened or, or how the previous movie ended. And you're a lot of people are like, well, what the fuck happened in between? <laughs> right. So like, you know, Rebels, Resistance, Clone Wars, those shows try to connect. Eventually, we're going to have all this media where it just tells us the entire story. Exactly. That's what I love about Star Wars is that there's so many media to tell the same story. You got comics, you got games, movies, TV shows. Yep, for sure. What else, sure, what else sure. have we got here? Uh, StarWars.com says, Would you say that Mon Cal arc is good jumping on point for someone who hasn't been reading the ongoing series? Okay. I, I literally just tried to scroll on my laptop screen <laughs> with my touching it. That's not <laughs> working. It's not an iPad, man. <laughs> it's not. Yes, I would say every arc is a good uh, jumping on point. I always think about the arcs as movies on paper. My first arc, Ashes of Jeddah, that obviously has been has to be a jumping on point but this is Mon Cala as much so it's possibly a good story in and of itself it also is a good story for where it leads because the next arc is it begins in issue number 50 issue number 50 is going to be very 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 big story that my entire run centers around mutiny at Mon Cala is the lead into something kind of catalyst Clismic and huge in scale. So Star Wars number 46, the latest installment of Mutiny at Makala, is available now. I'm going to believe you can buy that on Amazon and Marvel.com. Uh, yeah, we really need to get sponsored by Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about Amazon so much, and everything that we buy for this network is from Amazon. Do by the way, to- I'd just like to announce that as of two minutes ago, we are now 36 days before Solo, <laughs> a Star Wars story. Breaking news, everyone, live from the Do Back Discussion podcast. <laughs> heard it here first, folks. Uh, so, have you we heard have some the news? Awesome news? Have you heard the news? The news is Star Wars Celebration 2019 might be a thing, and it's going to happen in Orlando. And, Mo, you better goddamn believe it. We will fight tooth and nail to get in that bitch. <laughs> uh, is it Anaheim? I thought it was Anaheim. Is it? Oh, that was last year. 
Yeah, last year's was in Orlando. Coming to Anaheim. Like... Sorry, boys. Sorry. Where's Anaheim? Anaheim is Cali Cali. It's in California? Anaheim, California. Yep. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a source close to Star Wars Newsnet has informed them that Star Wars Celebration will make its return to Anaheim in the fall of 2019. Woo! So, uh, a year and a half from now. Yes. Specific dates were not given to them, but they were assured the place was set. Excellent. I'm happy because you know what happens at Celebration? We can't talk about what happens at Celebration. Actually, we can. We have to. It's our job! Uh, <laughs> so the 40- so now this makes sense for a couple of reasons. Okay, many assumed it would either return to Orlando or Anaheim for one key reason: the Disney Star Wars theme park expansion, Galaxy. Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, the new parks opening next year at both Disneyland and Disney World will undoubtedly be a huge attraction for the already insanely popular theme parks. Uh-huh. The Galaxy's Edge in Anaheim is opening before Orlando. And what better way to unveil the coolest theme park in the galaxy than a convention that just happens to be celebrating Star Wars? Imagine experiencing all of the convention's panels and events during the morning and afternoons and be able to follow that up by experiencing the theme park's planet Batu at night. Damn. It's exciting, man. It's exciting. Your podcast voice has gotten so much better. I've been practicing. I've been practicing. I love it. Learn from the best. So it says, are you planning your trip already? Damn right we are. Damn right we are. I will walk. (laughs) I will walk 1,000 miles or however long it is. Is that a Simon and Garfunkel song? I I don't know. I heard it on How I Met Your Mother. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Okay, I've watched that show. Yeah. Okay, anyway, guys, moving on to our next topic. Possible chronology of Solo, a Star Wars story, and is is, is it the coaxium, the MacGuffin of the movie? Okay, we believe we may have uncovered the MacGuffin of Solo, a Star Wars story. So, potential spoilers. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Okay, McAfee, you don't have to bring that up. Uh, oh no, what's going on? Okay, we're good. From what I can see is Imperial Patrol Speeder, Imperial Heavy TIE Fighter. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, Imperial ATDT Walker, Coaxium, Imperial TIE Fighter, and Imperial Arrestor Cruiser. Damn, Arrestor's the one that we covered earlier with the weird satellite dishes. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Okay. Now, in looking at the top two pieces of the Coaxium card, it could it looked awfully awful familiar to me, but I couldn't pinpoint what. But then it hit me. This looks a lot like Han is carrying as an accessory with the Kessel Run Millennium Falcon. Look at the top left image of their tweet. Look at it, Mo. Look at the tweet. Do it. Looking, it does. At the tweet. Top left. The there? Millennium Falcon. Top left. From so top left. Review New Araby. What are you talking about? The people said to look at the top left. Mohammed. Oh, the Millennium Falcon? Yeah, okay. See the picture, okay? You're pulling up the tweet, okay. Yeah. Top left, you see that little orange thing on the left-hand side, and it's like pointing. Yes. That's what it is. Oh. It looks like it's I mean, this Millennium Falcon. Falcon looks pretty cool. I know. I heard it's really light. 
Like you can play with it. It wasn't like the old ones where like you go to play with it and you break your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mom, Millennium look, I got the Falcon. Falcon. Oh, I got Falcon. Corporal Tunnel. <laughs> is it possible that the heist on the conveyor train is to obtain this coaxium to power the Falcon? Ooh. Definitely, definitely a possibility. Also, an item plugged in. Uh, here are closer images of the Kessel Run Millennium Falcon Home Solo action figure holding by the coaxium and the item plugged into the Falcon, followed by the picture on the box that says, no longer blacked out, which says, removable coaxium containers. Oh, that must be what powers it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they also thought that uh, Chewbacca, for so long, we thought Chewbacca was freed from slavery on Kessel, but now there are some, how do you say, hints. That he was actually free from Mimbin. Okay. These plot points in MacGuffin lead us to speculate that Chewbacca, who was long thought to be freed on Castle, will actually be freed by Han on Mimbon early on the movie. Of course, these speculations are backed up by some of the toys and that were realized at the show, both Han and Chewie in chains like these from Hasbro. Look at them figures, Mo. Look at them. You know... On a side note, I was always wondering, how did they know his name is Chewbacca? <laughs> like, did he introduce himself? Do we not have a like, protocol oh, droid hey, with Chewbacca? us at all times? What? Do we not have a protocol droid with us at Star- during Star Wars? He has flown in how many forms of communication? What? Sure. Yeah. There's protocol droids. <laughs> anyway, still many fans, many of us include, have held the belief that Chewbacca was saved from Castle. But he was a prisoner forced to work in the spice mines. We don't have any canon proof of for that. We know that Wikipedia says Chewbacca says this place sent to work as slaves or as miners in places such as Kessel. Not definitive that it was Kessel itself. Or send us to the spice mines of Kessel, as C-3PO says. We have seen Wookiees as slaves on Kessel in Star Wars Rebels, but we have never had any confirmation that that is where Han freed Chewie. So, based on what we've seen so far, we can speculate this to be the timeline of locations in the film. We got Corellia with early Han and Kira. We got Mimbin, where Han works for the Empire, defects, and frees Chewbacca with Beckett. Ooh. And then we got the Sand Planet and the Enfist Nest encounter. Then we got the Conveyx heist on the snow planet same as the sand planet and then the great castle run 14 parsecs 12 parsecs we will find out (laughs) 12 12 12 we have actually been speculating the sand and the snow locations are actually the same planet called Vandor. okay anyway next topic mo we got the breakdown break it down Break it down for the new Star Wars story trailer right now. So this is kind of long, so feel free to uh, interrupt me at any point. (laughs) And warning, 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 this article may contain mild spoilers for Solo. Solo, a Star Wars story. Make sure you click on the pictures. It makes them bigger. Uh, Yes. The trailer starts with a bird's eye view of Han's home planet, Corellia. After all these years, we're finally seeing the often talked about planet appear in a Star Wars film. You know what these remind me of? This is what should have been in the Star Wars Underworld TV show. Yeah. This nitty Kind of like the Underworld of, of Coruscant, right? Do you see the mouse? No. Okay. Uh, 
second picture. Third second picture. picture. Okay, not the one below the... Uh, okay, you see the Lando picture. Not the, the one after that, but the one after that. Make the picture bigger, and you can see a little mouse running across the wire. Oh, I see. And it's not a normal mousey. mouse. It's a Krillian mouse. And it looks like it has a tail. And on the tail is something <laughs> weird, because it's Star Wars. <laughs> well, anyway, next we see a cool shot of the famous Krillian shipyards, where it seems like every fucking ship is made in Corellia. But anyway, the Empire piecing together a Star Destroyer in the night sky. The Corellian shipyards have been mentioned in a couple of other canon and legends books and are a major cog in the Imperial War Machine. Right. So we see Han walk through the dark and the grimy streets with three men huddled around the fire. Actually, that's Mortis. Just kidding. While Han walking to what appears to be some kind of bar or club that resembles some screening and shows us the final shot from the Super Bowl ad. If y'all remember that. Yes. The only reason yeah. I watched the Super Bowl. Yeah, of course. In the shot above. That, oh, continue. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just going to um, read it, but go ahead. Oh, no. It's your turn. It's your, I insist. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. Uh, oh, thank you, gentlemen. Oh, you're welcome. In the shot above, we see that Han has some bruises. I would speculate that this is where Han goes into conflict. Rough sex with Go- Kira. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. I hope not. They don't show that. Uh, call me a scruffy looking nerf herder. Call me a scruffy looking nerf herder. Scruffy looking nerf herder. Go away. That's why. Who you calling scruffy? <laughs> That's right. That's why I get so pissed, because that's what only Kira can call him. Uh, <laughs> continue with what you're saying. Yeah, so one could speculate that this is where Han goes to collect his award after the illegal race on the streets of Corellia, which he won against Malach and other competitors. Malach? Is that Malik? how you would say Not it? Malach. Is that how you'd say it over there? It's the Middle East. No, Malach. I thought it was like a Hebrew name. <laughs> I thought it was a Hebrew name. <laughs> it's Malik. Malik. I don't know. Malach sounds better. Malach. <laughs> no, you have to make Hans Holo. <laughs> Hans Holo. Uh, perhaps he crashed the speeder after the end of the race, or his wounds were caused by the Karelian hounds who are expected to be unleashed on them during the race. Schmithers and then unleashed the hounds. <laughs> Kira's voice comes through. You're after something. Ooh. Ooh, on, say that say that like a girl would. You're after something. <laughs> I love it. Okay. You're so after something. There we go. A l- little bit more sexier this time, though. Oh, you're after something. There we go. Okay, so <laughs> if you enhance the images of all these gang members from Memphis, there's 12. There's a little dude, there's a little dude, there's a little dude, there's a little dude, there's a little dude with a funky mask, a little dude, a little dude, a little dude with a funky mask, a little dude, a little dude, a little dude, a little dude, looks like a Power Ranger villain, a little dude, little dude. There seems to be a lot of weird people, and we might find Warwick Davis hidden in there. Also, if we look better, we can see the swoop bike that Emphis Ness rides, which I believe is a toy now? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course, anything, gotta make them toys. Hasbro's got to make the dollar dollar bills, y'all. So, call me crazy, but am I the only one who sees shades of the Knights of Ren in her design? No, absolutely not. Okay. But then again, I'm not really sure what the Knights of Ren look like. Yeah, because all we got is maybe a two-minute little flashback, and then Ryan put them 
right up JJ's butthole and kept him there. And we might see him again in episode nine, but we don't know. They have Fingers to, crossed. He has to extract the knights from his anus and put them on the big screen. Just right there. Now, let's talk about this. What's the, what's the card game they're playing? I don't know. They're selling it at uh, GameStop, by the way. Oh, really? Is it called? I'll Ka- check that out. Is it called Kazik? Maybe. Well, I mean, I'm the last person you should ask because I have no idea. Hold on. Sabak. Sorry. That wasn't even close, dude. Oh, well, it ended with. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Malach. The first shot here, we got Donnie, Donnie Glover, you know, chilling, chilling and killing, chilling and fucking killing. Uh, we got Han Yolo, chilling and killing. And then the next one, we got, what do we got? Uh, a hand reaching for credits of some sort. And yeah, probably one from the gambling. <laughs> and then we see Chewie. Uh, we see Chewie and Han, you know, looking at the Falcone, uh, or something else. And then we see Kira with a little bit of cleavage going on there. And look at that necklace. And then Han be like, mm, break me off a piece of that. And then they're in that little, like, fancy party thing. And then, boom! More shots of desert. Yeah, this is a very thorough breakdown. <laughs> I very so. thorough. So, uh, the second example of a shot from the initial teaser that didn't include Chewy. Okay. Maybe they haven't got Chewy yet. Who knows? We're not Ron Howard. No, we are not. So, you all seen the trailer. What's the point of us going bit by bit? Oh, John Favreau's character, Rio Durant. You know, Duran Duran's Rio. <laughs> Duran Duran. <laughs> Rio Durant. He looks like a monkey with four arms because that's exactly what the guy is. He's a monkey with four arms. I mean, I will tell you, Donald Glover looks like a straight swindler. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for his character. Did you hear about the ramblings of Donald Glover playing an LGBTQ character in this movie? Well, he's not. As we will see later when we go over the excerpt from last shot, I doubt it. He likes the poontang. You can see that by the way he carries himself and flirts with Leia in episode five. Of course, he he needs in that. There is not a single homosexual bone in his body. We do not discriminate against people of other sexual orientations. But I can tell you right now, Orlando Calrissian is not a homosexual. He is a poontang master. He is the hunter of the snatch. He is the glare of the whispering eye. He is what we see is Lando Calrissian, the smooth-talking, double-crossing, no good, good scruffy-looking, not nerf-herder. Not nerf-herder. But he's fucking Lando Calrissian. He's not gay. Anyway, he's a fucking player. He is. He's a player. Player. L three three seven looks dope. Leet 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 looks dope. Uh, definitely can't wait to see what she has to bring to the table. Oh, we got a sweet shot of the Falcon's thrusters pounding on. Punch it. 
And then, you know, like Lando's like, yo, we might want to sit down, baby. And then uh, you see hyperspace, hyperspace. And then here comes the train. Oh, shit. Range troopers shooting at Han. Oh, no. Oh, no. Han, Han, Han. Shoot back. Shoot back. You know, having a shootout on a train with some range troopers. And then you see the old Falcon doing some flippy flips. And then you see Lando. Oh, I got a gun. Then you see this really cool walker just like fall down from the sky. The new walker, the ATDT. And then we see Val with her uh, puffy hair and a blaster. And then we see Tobias like, oh, look, I was in Kingpin. And then you see Chewie with another Wookiee greeting them, giving them a hug, like, what's up, homie? And then you see Han at the the helm of the Falcon, you know, doing flips and shit with a heavy TIE fighter firing on them. And then the the turret of the Falcon shooting, and then the TIE fighter. Why does that TIE fighter look weird? Do you see it? Is that the, or just is that just the back of a TIE fighter? It must be the back. Okay. And then we got a picture of Kira, Chewie, and Han in the Falcon. You're 109 years old. You look great. You know, something like that. And then he does a flippy dip, uh, flippy dip again, and then a flippy dip again. And then we see the, the pissed off Moloch with like uh, a little like laser knife getting pissed off and breaking his shit. And then we see some mud troopers. Uh, and then Chewie uh, go WrestleMania on a dude. And then we see Kira with a really fucked up face with double chin. Uh, we see L337 <laughs> uh, just like fuck up people we see chewy and han chewy falls han grabs a hold of chewy and oh my god there's a rock and that's the end of the star wars breakdown trailer moving on uh you got this next part <laughs> merchant toys merchant toys hey buddy have you heard about the merchant toys anyway let's talk about the merchant toys so we got some toys a figurine set which seems to be including an emphasis nest lando calrissian akira han solo range trooper and chewbacca Anyway, then we got some Funko Dorbs. What are these what are they? Mini, mini Funko Pops. So we see we see a Han, we can see a Lando, we can see a Lando. Now the two Landos are different because they're wearing a different outfit. And then we have a Kira, and then we have two Chewies, and the Chewies are the same exact picture. Why is that there? I don't know. One of the boxes on one of them has a little pinky Pink purple sticker. Let's click on it. Don't know what that means. Limited edition. Hmm. What does that say? Something, Chase. I don't care. Uh, Funko Mystery Minis. I seen these at FYE the other day when I was solo shopping. Uh, you know, it's the normal, what you'd expect. Uh, a lot of Funko Pops. Then you see the, the dueling uh, funk, the dueling droids looks like a gong droid with a bunch of fucking attachments on it. Like if you come like you come upon this uh, gong droid in a back alley, you're like, uh, and then it's just like gong 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 gong, and it just like attacks you. Uh, what up? <laughs> what up? We're here to attack you. And then we got some Funko wobblers, and these look decent. Oh, here we go. Money shot. You ready for the money shot? Black series. Black series. Oh boy! Okay. You were able to pick up a Han. I was not. I do have a Han. I found a Lando, but they wanted twenty two dollars for it, so they can suck one. The three point. Oh, I would pay for the way he looks. I would pay twenty two, maybe even twenty three. Damn! Look at you being. Look at that! Look at that cloak. Oh, it's smooth, smooth, clean. Uh, three point seven five inch figures. I will never buy them. Mighty mugs. Uh, and then we got the 12 inch figures, which I might actually have to get those. Cause look at that Karelian stormtrooper. Look, look. He, wow. 
Right? That looks badass. It does. And look, uh, he has the Scout Blaster. Oh, I saw a replica of one of those at the 501st table at Steel City. Hmm. Looked great. Uh, we got the, the new Millennium Falcon. It won't break your wrist. We got the new... You know what's bullshit? There's no special name for Han Speeder, like the Prime Falcon or, you know, Millennium Falcon 2.0, something like that. You know what it's called? It's called Han Speeder. (laughs) Han Solo's lens speeder. (laughs) He made it, invented it, and no one else has it. Now, the co-pilot, Chewie doll. It walks. It talks. It makes over 100 in sound and motion combinations. It is a talking Wookiee. It is your ultimate co-pilot in life. You need to buy one. It's expensive as shit. They had a Stormtrooper one also. And then we got Micro Force Blind Bags. It's an uh, assortment. Of Play-Doh stuff. Chewbacca got Mace set. Windu. Oh. Is that Tarkin? Or is that... Okay, from left to right. Cassian. Right. Yes. Han. Yes. Samuel Jackson. Mace Windu. Uh, Kira. Chewie. Kira. Uh, Clone Trooper. Helmet off. Clone Trooper or a cl- or Krennic? No, it's a clone trooper. He has a helmet on his hand. Uh, oh, okay. Red Vader. Uh, what? A Red Vader? Yeah. And then after that, it seems to be a stormtrooper with a cape. Uh, one of Emphasis, Emphis Nest's people. Lando Calrissian. Lando. Uh, K2SO. K2SO. And A New Hope Luke. Huh. Excellent. What do you know? We know all of them. Did. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Play-Doh Chewy, where you can cut his hair. Uh, then we got Hunk. <laughs> Jack Specific has the Big Figs. The Big Figs are back. And look at that Mud Trooper, Mohammed. Click on is that where, bitch. Is he wearing a Jedi robe? I don't know. It looks dope, though. What blaster is that? We do not know what blaster that is. Must be a new blaster. Has to be. I love that mask. Looks like from Fallout. Then we yeah. got the Lego Star Wars Imperial Patrol Battle Pack, which comes with two Stormtroopers, an officer, and it looks like to be a, like, a <coughs> Star Destroyer guy. Okay, Luke's, I mean, Han's Landspeeder comes with a Carillion Hound, Kira, Han, three blaster bolts, and a wrench, just in case. Moloch's Landspeeder comes with Moloch, maybe. Uh, this whips, Whipsy guy. Oh, two Carillion Hounds. I feel like we've gone over a lot of these. There's a new TIE fighter with Tobias Beckett, Mimbin Stormtrooper. Shit looks nasty. Then you got a whole lot of Lego stuff. Mm-mm. Mattel has their Hot Wheels crap. No one buys it. Pottery Barn has blankets and shit for kids that look throwback as fuck. Uh, we got new books. Uh, what else here? Uh, Choose Your Destiny book. That's cool. Now, Regal Robot is selling solo a Star Wars director's chairs. That, that Those looks, look cool. I need one of those. This is what we need to do when we do podcast live, Mohammed. <laughs> yeah. yeah we for we sure, need to for be sure. sitting in these. And then we got costumes, just in case if you wanted to dress your significant other up like a Wookiee and put it to her. Uh, <laughs> Heroes clips. <laughs> uh, action Heroes plush walk and roar Chewbacca. Uh, Lando tabletop collection. It's literally a fucking table, like a China collection. That <laughs> looks Star Warsy. Oh my god, they'll sell anything. They literally just anything, anything from blankets to toys to Legos to cards. It's all here, guys. 
It's all here. Okay, Mo, let's talk about that last shot excerpt. Oh man, oh man, oh man. So, well, I this we, we mentioned this earlier. Why I think this is proof he is not, in fact, a homosexual. <laughs> because what this is is he's trying to hit on someone, and without being too graphic, he's trying to get it in. <laughs> he's trying to get it in, and then he finds out that she's actually an imperial. Blah blah. blah. Which is like, ooh, even more of a challenge. Let me get it in twice. Oh, snap, son. Yeah, and then gets interrupted. And L3 shook her head. Now is the only time. Right now. And then it ends. Oh. We got some serious stuff going on, huh? Yeah. Clearly, um... So let's let's recap the excerpts we have so far. We have Ben Solo as a kid with uh-huh. Han Solo. Yep. Yeah, and then we have Han Solo and Chewbacca escaping by the skin of their bone. Is that is that the saying from Mas Takadana's castle? And now we have Lando being a player. So put these together so far. Skinning your teeth. Be a great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the development of these characters. Yeah, sure. So, Mo, we're going to buy these books. We're going to read them. We'll, we'll do a review about them. Yeah. We'll talk about them. Now, have you, my friend, TJ Alberto Bowser, have you seen the sneak peek of Empire's subscriber cover for the solo issue? Now, I collect magazines, and I've collected a lot of Star Wars magazines got four or something like that not really a lot but like whenever uh the movies come out i buy them let me bring this up here and yes it looks excellent look at that i'm really impressed with the color scheme lately of han solo inside the issue is an exclusive look at the ron howard directed solo which sees hail caesar's breakout star alden Einrich step bravely into the boots of one of cinema's most iconic characters Want Empire with covers like the Delivered to Your Door every month? Head this way and sign up for a sub- sub- la- 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 subscription. <laughs> Looks good. Yeah, you've got a Star Destroyer, a TIE 3, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 Starfighters going after the old Millennium Falcon. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so, I'd say we've covered enough shit for today yes 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 we have so with that being said i want to thank you for joining us with the do back discussion podcast and our new format thank you for putting up with us for 12 episodes <laughs> thank you for visiting dobackdiscussion.net thank you for being a wonderful patron of this awesome business that i call my third job Mohammed, thank you for joining me on this Wednesday. Oh, pleasure as always, my brother. We will be back next Wednesday with another episode of the Dubak Discussion Podcast. So this is TJ Bowser signing off. Be sure to like and rate us everywhere you can. Uh, and with that, Grandmaster Ziad is signing off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.